podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. LFC Day Trippers, brought to you by bookmakers.com. No transfer knowledge with Gav, Kev, and Chris. We're sorry, Wally, um, and that was my fault. But um, look, we can't be bang on time every night. Um, yeah, Kev, it was mental. Uh, it was mental. I was robbed. Um, but uh, look, I uh, the the feeling of ro- of robbed quickly went away because honestly, the laugh we had last night was just um, <laughs> just sensational. To be quite honest with you. Yeah, uh, <coughs> Keith said I'm learning Romanian, and he literally knows hello. That yeah. was it. Um, yeah. That was that was seven minutes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm definitely it, it, gonna have to Keith was, I'm gonna have to play catch up with this for sure. It's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. Keith was learning Romanian. Um I was trying to get us to become a quiz team and tour the circuit doing quizzes. Uh, but Keith reckoned we'd spend all our money on the chipper. And Shawnee had an outrageous take on um, Harry Styles and Graham Sooness, but I'll leave that one, Kev. I won't tell you what that was about. Uh, yeah, just go back, and, gonna... go back and listen to it. Just download it. De- yeah, I'll stick it on and work tomorrow. Yeah, that's stick it on and work tomorrow. Well worth a listen, mate. Um, let's get into this. Um, Liverpool transfer news, or rumour, or speculation, whatever way you want to put it. But a couple of names have popped up. Going to go with two in particular today. Um, and then we, if there's any other names floating about, we will have a little talk about Kefran Toram, Manu Kone, um, Gabri Vega. There's all these names that are still floating around there at some in, in different places. But the first we're going to come to is Pavard at um, Bayern Munich. A year left on his deal, I think, if I'm right. Um, and has been linked with Liverpool. Reports coming out of Germany that he, Liverpool have spoken to his representatives with regards to a move to Liverpool. No fee is being mentioned. Um, haven't 30, seen a fee. 30 million euros I've seen mentioned. 30 million euros, right. Okay, that's the first fee I've seen. All I've seen is kind of, you know, they're in negotiations with his representatives and stuff like that. But Kev, I think if this was a, if this was a sign where you went, oh, he's a good fullback, you'd be kind of like, oh, yeah, cool. But I think people are getting a bit jittery on this because if you sign Pavard, it means, or people perceive it to mean, that we'll end up with... You know, Trent definitely going to midfield. Is that the right move and stuff like that? But before we get into that, Kev, Pavard, 30 million euros, 25-ish million pounds. Um, would he have come up on your radar at any stage or is this one that's out of the blue? Is it one you, you would look forward to? Let's put it this way. If he didn't have a year on his contract, we wouldn't be talking about him. It's the fact that he's 27 years of age, World Cup winner. He's won everything. You know, he's won a Champions League, multiple Bundesligas. He knows what it's like to play for a big club. He's experienced. He's a very good defender. 
if you look at his stats, he ranks up there with the best defenders in, in Europe, one-on-one defending especially. He ain't the quickest, but at the same time, he knows how to get a goal from fullback. And he's doesn't he rarely gets injured. So I could see the logic behind it if we didn't have a Joe Gomez, a Joe Matip as a backup who can play centre-back and right-back who's at the club now and who won't be going anywhere. And if you could get him on the cheap, Byron paid in around the 35 million euro mark for him, I think, when he was 22. So he's got 12 months left in his contract. We paid 20 million for Thiago. We only owe 5 million left on him because we paid him in increments, in 5 million increments over the four years of his deal. So the, the notion that you'd pay 30 million for Pavard when you paid 20 for Thiago. Is, is laughable. I mean, if he was going, if he was on the market and you could get a deal done for somewhere around the 15 million euro mark, 15 to 18 million euro mark, I'd be all over it because he's a good player and he gives you options. But at the same time, I just don't see it. I think this could, this feels more like someone trying to put two plus two together and come up with five. It It's, a player that you could be interested in, he's experienced, he's at, he has all the right stats, he has everything, but it just doesn't make any sense for us now. Hmm. Unless your plan is to move Trent permanently into a midfield three and revert back to playing a 4 3 3. Yeah. Dylan, Dylan O'Rourke says he wants to play centre half from all accounts, six foot one, smaller than Joe Gomez. Can't uh, see going from signing big physical players to an undersized centre half. And Chris. You know, like, I think that's what's making people jittery because Pavard is 27, I think you said, Kev. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, like, he's a really, really good fullback. Um, I am I I actually think 30 million euros is a really fair price from Kev. You know, um, in today's market at 27, he, he, he's prime age, really. Um, four or five-year deal, you get him at 30 million. I don't know what the wages would be, but Chris... The big thing for me that's coming out here is, um, you know, and, and there's people in the chat here saying that it's being shot down by people already and there might be nothing in it, but we don't come on here ever claiming to be experts and giving you, you know, exclusives and stuff like that. We don't we don't work like that. But would that player, Chris, at 27, would want to start Trent seeing wandering into midfield, but it's making people jittery that are we going to try solve a midfield issue with a fullback rather than solving a midfield issue with midfielders. Is that where the, the hesitancy comes from? It could be, or the other way of looking at it is, is he just giving you a different option uh, for tactical flexibility? So, because Trent's not going to play every game next year. And to be honest, Canate's not going to play every game next year. So this new formation we play only works if Trent's fit and Canate's fit. So is the option of getting someone like a Pavard, who is probably more of a Jamie Carragher-style defensive fullback, and what you can do is you can still do that back four, but you, what you say is in possession, it becomes a back three where it's a, he's the right side of centre-back. And you say, and you say to Simicast or to Robertson, you push up like a wing-back and don't worry about being covered. So it just gives you a different option for when Trent's not available or for when we're playing Europa League football. I mean, a lot of a lot. it does seem to have been shot down the Pavard length. And normally when Liverpool shoots it down quite quickly, that normally means it's, that's not the player. But I think it's probably more to do the... Um, the profile of player we're looking for, you know, Timber, centre back who can play right back, Pavard, centre back who play right, who can play right back. So maybe that's 
more and indicates what we're looking at, which is we're looking at a defender who can cover a couple of positions. You know, I think like, and, and I think this is this this is a really good point from your story, and and I think there's there's um there's methods to what he's saying here. He said, "I'm going to assume our focus is the German market this window with the hurling of uh, Schmatke, isn't it? Is that how you meant? I don't even know how you pronounce his name. Uh, on a short-term deal, he has he knows the market and speaks the language. Um, Chris, I'll stay with you. Are we getting an awful lot of German-linked stuff just because this guy has come in? Yeah. You know, like I don't like it's it's not like Liverpool have won for the last six months. I'm like, let's do the German market because we're going to bring this German fella in in June." Not how it yeah, works, Chris. I th- I think whatever targets we've got, they've probably been lined up since probably since January. We know who we're looking for. The the the, the idea behind this fellow is, I think he's he's there to close the deal and look. Maybe he's got some contacts with, you know, Manu Kone and things like that. We think well, actually, he can get that deal done. But I think he's I think he's more of a facilitator. I think all the groundwork. I'd like to think all the groundwork for most of these transfers are done in terms of who we're getting, what we're getting, roughly what we think we want to pay for them. Probably already spoken to agents and things like that, and I think his job's just to be the closer, with uh, Ward leaving while well, he's left. So that's what I think. But I just think it's an easy thing. Like we always get linked to every Southampton player for years because that's all we used to buy from. I just think because he's German, we'll, we'll link link to every German player we can do. Mm. German base player, sorry. Yeah, um, you know when I when I look at when when I'm thinking defenders, I wasn't thinking right back or even a right back that wanted to play centre back. You see, and you know this. I'm I've been on this train for a while. I don't want someone coming in there. Oh, he's a right back, but he wants to play centre back. Not interested. If you're a right back, you're fucking playing right back. If you're a centre back, we'll sign you as a centre back. We don't we don't have time to be pissing around with projects of players that have got to a certain age and decided. Do you know what? I'm better than all the centre halves now. You know, even though I'm a full back. Um, and you want a left side of Canarsie, don't you? Basically. I think I I actually think I actually and and you know what to to contradict myself a little bit I think you do want a left-sided centre-half that's what I think you have to sign Mm. right now people will go oh you know uh, Van Dijk is there but if you sign a left-sided centre-back I think you're future-proven a little bit but at the same time that left side isn't actually a left-back and it, it's it's not it's a mad hybrid. It's still really a centre back position when you think about it. It's just he's progressed on a little bit, and I I think it hurts Liverpool a little bit. I think it hurts Lewis Diaz massively. I don't know what's going on with Kev there. Someone's having a breakdown in Kev's graph. Ready, Kev? Um, no, no, no. Right. Uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> um, but it's easier I, for me to mute mute when I'm not talking. I suppose at the minute. Come here. Um, all, all, everyone's coming home from work from 10 o'clock finishes. So all right, right okay, kitchen. no bother, no bother. <laughs> uh, but, but you know what I'm saying? Like, a left-sided centre-back makes things... Like, that's why I think the, the Hincapi stuff was really interesting. But Pavard, I think he's a really good player. I think it's, re- it's, it's good value for somebody out there. But I just don't think it's for us. And it could happen. Like, he could sign next week. You know what I mean? We don't fucking yeah. know. But just uh, my opinion on it is, if you're signing a defender this summer... I don't think a right back, especially one that thinks I'm, I want to play centre back, makes mad sense at all. Kev, of the back of this, you have um, talks to Calvin Ramsey's being linked with Preston on a loan deal. Now, if we presume Pavard doesn't happen, 
Does this worry you that we're sending this young lad to Preston? Because no, I've Joe because... Gomez or like back vibes screaming at me here. Yeah. Yeah, and the thing is, I disagree with you what you're talking about um, centre-backs who can play full-back and full-backs who can play centre-back. You have to have centre-backs who are comfortable playing out, out wide and defending 1v1. That's, that's the that's, whole point. Yeah, but that's not a full-back. Yeah. That's a it, centre-back that's it's, comfortable it's a, it's, in going to certain areas. It's a, a centre-back who's comfortable playing in the back three. Yeah, but it's not a full-back. You know, but you're a hybrid. This is what you are. You're not a fullback who gets up and down the line. You're a fullback who covers a space, while Trent roll, goes into midfield from right back. Yeah. If you're playing with, you look at Man City when they set up. Man City set up with four centre backs. They line up with four centre backs. John Stones drifts into midfield, and they become a back three. It's easier for them because they start off with Ake and usually Akanji playing as two centre backs with the ball but drift out into natural fullbacks without the ball. We're just doing the same thing, but with Trent moving from right back. So you need a centre-back who's comfortable playing out in the wide areas. Joe Gomez is one player who's definitely void of, devoid of confidence, but is going to get a run of games in the Europa League and probably in the domestic cups early doors to try and get his, his confidence back. Otherwise, next e- otherwise, this is make-or-break season for him. Um, you need to have flexibility if you're looking at that kind of player to bring in. Ramsey needs a loan. He, he, need, he needs to be playing a, a volume of football, one, to make sure his body can cope with it. He's only come down from Aberdeen. He's missed virtually a whole year of development. So either going to have to send him out on loan. I wouldn't mind sending him out on loan and keeping Connor Bradley for a year. But keeping Connor Bradley for six months and let Connor Bradley go out on loan in January if if um, if he needs it. But if you sign a Pavard-type player, be it Pavard or Yuri Timber, someone on that right-hand side who's going to come into the squad, then it makes sense to let both of them go on though. Because when they come back, they're a year older, a year better, and a year, you hope then, closer to being either ready to sell on or flip them, like we've, we could be doing with Carvalho, or they're ready to come back into the squad. But Ramsey's just not ready to come into the squad yet. He, he, this year that he's missed out is huge. They're going to have to make... This is where I think the Pavard links could be coming from as well. That people have looked at the talk around Preston North End taking Ramsey. And they're looking at a, a, a stopgap for a couple of years in a player. It doesn't have to be someone who's going to come in and sign for four years and stay for four years. Might just be a case of someone who'll come in for a couple of years, wait until the yeah, but does Pavard, does Pavard show up? But does Pavard show up here, right? Just let's say Liverpool are heavily mm. interested in him, and it could happen, right? We don't know if it could, right? Is Pavard the type to turn up here and and, and sit on the bench? No, he'd, he'd be playing. Uh, Where's he playing? He, he'd, be pu- he'd be pushing to play. The idea, I suppose, you could look at is... You have to look at, can you trust Kanate to stay fit? No. I think you have to look at it with Pavard, he does stay fit. He does stay healthy. And it could be a straight slugfest between him and Kanate to start a right centre-back. With Trent starting as... So you're, are, are, right are, you, are you moving on a centre-half into somewhere then? Joel Matip, if an offer comes in. If not, okay. keep the five. Yeah, because... 
Joe Matip's the only one who you could realistically move on. Mm. You see, I do have a worry that if you, if Pavar comes in and he's expecting to start, right? My biggest worry is that he starts at right back and you put Trent in midfield. And I'm not saying Trent can't play in midfield, but that feels like we should sign three in midfield, but we're just going to sign two and move him in there and we'll sign a fella um, for right back. And that worries me. That worries me. Does it worry you more from the sake of the fact that you you think... Because it worries me too. I don't want to go back to playing a standard 4-3-3 because I think you lose the advantage of having the extra player in a, a midfield area when you're trying to turn the ball over high up the pitch then the, this new formation gives you but at the same time if you had McAllister playing off the left and Trent playing off the right with someone in holding you can get back to somewhere like we were with two players in, two, in the two advanced eight roles who can pick passes left right and centre and you can still press high up the pitch I think Trent gets mauled in midfield. In the midfield yeah. three. Yeah. But also, flip it the other way. Pavard comes, say Pavard, someone like Pavard comes and says he expects to start. Well, that, that's, that's his problem to work out then. He needs to pull his finger out and make sure he starts then. Because if we're being honest, if you want to compete with Man City, Kyle Walker expects to start every every week, but he didn't start Champions League final. He got Hakimi got picked ahead of him. Oh yeah, no one. Yeah, and no, Aki expects to start every week. So do you yeah, know no, I, f- I fully I fully agree with you. What I'm saying is, is that if he comes in and he expects to start, right? The 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 chances of him starting is at right back. That's where his biggest back. chance of starting is, right? Which means then that if he starts at right back, where are you putting Trent? You're putting him into midfield. And oh, you rest him. Are you resting him? But how many times are you resting him? You know, yeah, sort of way. But in I big, saw, in I big games, saw... Pavard would yeah, want no. to play. So, like, when I look at... I think Trent's being brilliant going into that area when we have the ball, mm-hmm. right? I think he's very still quite suspect when we are high up the pitch and they get the ball. I think he dives yeah. in too quick. I think a boost the pace past him, hurts him. And I think we're being left being runner. And that's, that's what my worry would be. And I think I don't want the likes of a Pavard or any other right back, to be honest, signed. With the idea that Trent will become, oh, he's, we're just putting him in midfield. Trent has been so successful in that area because we've had three midfielders in there and he's gone in as a fourth one in a kind of a box and the other teams don't know what to do about it. You know, the sort of way. And I know yep. it's, and it's not even, people will say, oh, well, teams will know what we're doing next season. You can know all you want. It's stopping it. It's being brave enough to stop it because if you have someone follow him in to the middle of the park, right, their left side of the attacker following him, then you're opening up your fullback to be one on one with Salah all day long, and that's going to hurt you. That's where I think the the other the other option you have is to play almost like a four two three one with four forwards. They Trent and Fabinho as your two sixes, like they normally line up in this new system as with two sixes. Play a normal back four with Pavard at right back, Kadate, Virgil, and Robertson. Trent and Fabinho as your two sixes. Then you can have McAllister as a ten, Salah. Diaz, Gapo, Nunes, or Jota to rotate Gapo. in and around it. So you're Left literally it. playing almost like a four-two-four. Yeah, but I, but, I, but, I, but, I, but you see, I don't, I don't think there's been, I think there's been a fair body of work to look at with regards to Trent going in there and influencing games. But I don't think there's been enough body of work where you start Trent in midfield in a two or a three. To be quite honest with you, like Emmett says there, 
if he goes in as a traditional midfielder, he loses that little bit of space that is making him look, you know, I'm, I'm not making him look because he is, but giving him that bit of space and that bit of time to hoard teams from different areas of the pitch. That's all I'm saying. Look, the, the, the other alternative is you start with a back three. You start in a back three. And just play a three five two. Yeah. And you can but, do that as well. But also the other thing, we, we were saying, you know, how often do you rest trends? But if we're being brutally honest, there was a spell last there was I mean, they all had spells last season because it was a bit of a shit show. Where Jonathan Trent needed ripping out probably for a good month just to get let him recharge. But the the right back options we had were thirty seven year old James Milner and out of form out of confidence Joe Gomez or a kid who's never fit was at least with him you're going well it's a it's not the same player but it's a different right back it's a solid right back and then mm. we, we change it another way where and maybe this is but again this is probably dependent on who you bring in midfield because McAllister isn't enough as to who the other lads are they bring in and then yeah if you brought three midfielders in and then brought a power then you go okay that's squad depth mm. but if you're bringing two midfielders in and powered then I'm worried yeah that's when that's when you question it yeah, well, yeah. Um, that's, when it, that's when it feels like they're trying to, trying to shortcut you here but the other side of what was released today as well is the links that it came out from Greece that Simicast is going nowhere no um, it came out from a Greek journalist today that Costas is going he doesn't want to be sold and he doesn't he doesn't want to be he doesn't want to leave the club and the club don't want to sell him mm-hmm. so if you take that as red then Robertson is your left back and they're not going to address that left back issue until maybe next season mm. yeah or you know or the, or the other way of looking at it is it's his agent that's come out and said this isn't it i, I read this no it was his, it was his agent who's been quoted saying this and i do wonder is this a bit of gamesmanship because i wonder if because if you look in that this new formation this where trent floats into midfield while it's not great for Robertson, he can play as a left-sided centre-back because he, he has done it for Scotland. It's not his best position, but he can do it. You can't play Simicast, though. No. But the other argument but the other argument is yeah. is that there's no defend, move in defence. No move whatsoever. And Liverpool just think, and I don't think they're completely off the rocker to think, that if we get it right in midfield, i.e. sign three really, really good midfielders, the energy, the aggression, the intensity, the the, the just knowing the job and being able to physically do that job helps the defence, you know, over it, and over it again. It helps the attackers, you know, over and over again. But if we're being honest, how many of our centre backs can stay fit? If you look at, if you go through a centre back, Canati is in and out with fitness. Matic has had another horrendous season in terms of fitness. Gomez has probably been fairly fit, but he's he's lacking confidence. And but then maybe, but then maybe, older. yeah, but then maybe See, you do. Maybe you do one centre half out and one centre half in. What yeah, I mean is, what well, I mean. yeah, I should have probably clarified that. What I mean by a move is, is that switching it up a little bit. Do you know what I mean yeah, in yeah. the way in the approach? Um, but look, we'll see. That the Pavard stuff is out there. Um, I don't know who was reporting it, but I don't believe any of them, so it doesn't really matter. Um, <laughs> came, the links came from Germany. It was yeah, a, the links came from Germany. A reporter that's close to Bayern, and he's pretty reputable. He. He's not some Mickey Mouse. Is a CF boy? Kid, kid is, it was. No, it, I think it was Platten something. Platten or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it, it wasn't a Mickey Mouse kid in his bedroom kind of thing. It yeah, was, and, it was a reputable but the, journalist. But but the thing is, like, 
this is going to gather more pace because all of the talk around Alexis McAllister came from came from South America. When you think about it, like Liverpool never opened their mouth until the job was done. Um, and I suppose when when you hear all that come out of Argentina or wherever it may have come out of, and it happens when stuff starts to come out of Germany, you think, well, the Argent they were right in Argentina, they must be right in. And think Christian Falk um, uh, says Dallas and Emma Cavanagh. I think he is. Is he CF Byrne on? On Twitter, he might be. I don't know. Um, I think Chris made a really good point. Actually, that's a rarity. The local jo, jo, Jones shot it down really quick. Mm. So, and nobody's shot anything down in any of the other links that we're that they're basically on every platform in the world talking. Who about. shot it down? Neil Jones. Was it Neil Jones? <laughs> okay. I um, look. I'm just we, saying that for all of the options that they've had to shoot down transfers, that we've been linked with the only one that they, that's been shut down is the Pavard one they haven't said a word about Turan they haven't said a word about Kone or any of these other players that we're being linked with but that one was shut down pretty much pretty quick okay moving on um, take it for what it was midfield we're back to midfield hey, we love and look just quickly on Kefran Turan you know, the talk is still out there. Liverpool have agreed pairs on terms. But that means fuck all. The clubs always agree pairs on terms with players. There's no problem there. You know, can we talk to your player about things? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, but we don't know what's going to happen here. That's a bit sounds what's going on with Kefran Toronto. Manu Kone, from reports, seems to have dropped down the list a little bit. I think you might see a Ryan Gravenberch coming back into that list fairly soon. Um, I think they're going to fluctuate. But Toram feels like he's the... the, the, the I saw an interesting, I heard an interesting from Mo Stewart uh, for the Anfield Rap, and he was wondering with the Manu Kone thing, is it a bit, bit of the game where they know the player wants to come, they know that's probably who, who he only really wants to come to, and Liverpool have gone to his club and said, they've gone, we want this figure, and Liverpool have gone, well, we don't want to pay that, well, that's the figure we want, and Liverpool have gone, that's fine, then we'll go and look at our other options, we've got a load of other options we can look at, He he's not the only option we've got. And it's a little bit of a game of chicken, which to be honest, yeah. quite a lot of clubs do this. So it wouldn't surprise me if it's just a little bit of the game, which is in three weeks' time you hear Manukoni signed. It was all yeah. agreed, and we've got it for a fee that we're my favourite one. My favourite one on, um, I think it was Toram was that Liverpool and Nice, isn't it, have yeah. had um, constructive two constructive meetings in the last couple of days over Kefran Toram, but Nice have no interest in there. Uh, doing the business at this time and I'm like, well then they're not constructive. And no, why the fuck are you having two? Have one. Find out sure? what's going on. And do you know we'll have another meeting next week just to see if you change your mind. Like what are we yeah. why are we reading this stuff? Um but anyway, Look. midfield. Um oh, leave Toram for a while. We spoke Toram, we spoke Con- uh Manu Coney last week. One seems to be still a kind of um you know there all the time. You know, um Coney seems to be dropping off a little bit. That's why I think you'll see other names popping in and out. But one that has popped in um, is James Ward-Prowse. This has boiled some piss on Twitter, has not it? Now, James Ward-Prowse, <laughs> Southampton's captain, 20, I want to say 28 S- years of age. 28, he's yeah. 29 in November. Yeah, so 29 in November. Um, he did run the most for Southampton last season, had the most goals and the most assists, I think, as well. Um yeah. Fifty-two million pounds apparently is what Southampton are looking for, but Chris, I'll come to you first. Fifty-two million pounds is outrageous to start with, right? Yeah. And second of all, 
we're not really looking at James Ward-Prowse as one of the three you want to bring in to absolutely up the ante in this squad, are we? I wouldn't have thought so. Um, if we had done more midfield business at last couple of summers, I'd say it was just James Milner going and you were bringing Ward-Prowse in then, I could sort of get behind that because it's a squad player for a squad player. Um, he can cover a few positions. You know, he, he'd be hand, to be honest, the only benefit from this year is he'd be handy in the Europa League because he would just give you an option there. But I, it doesn't make sense that Liverpool keep getting linked to dynamic midfielders or powerful midfielders. And he, he's not, you know, he's great for keep specialists. He's, you know, he's a decent enough set, centre mid, but for £50 million, pound, I kind of just feel there's better around. And it, it just doesn't work. I mean, the £50 million, I think they've just dreamt that up, hoping for the best. Um, I think that's more probably because they desperately need the money to get relegated. But, um, yeah, listen, I, I think I was probably on the James Ward-Prowse train a couple of summers back where I was like, actually, you know what, he could be got a handy squad player, but a 29 £50 million, not for me. It just, it just feels a bit like we'll just link anyone to Liverpool because they're a midfielder. Mm. Kev, yeah, like, like James, like James Ward-Prowse probably runs more than people think. Mm -hmm. He's brilliant set set piece stuff. You know, gets goals, penalties. I think he takes the penalties, free kicks anyway. But I just don't see putting the transfer fee aside, right? I don't see James Ward-Prowse coming in. He'd nearly be coming in as like an impact sub in midfield when you need a good corner or a good free. Other than that, I've watched him live against Liverpool and he might do loads of running, but he always feels like he's in the middle of the park, you know, and just sitting in a certain position and neat and tidy. I, uh, you know what? Where you are there is exactly what it is with him. You run out of things because... He's just one of these players that he'll make a good living in the Premier League. He's a good, solid Premier League centre midfielder. Nothing special about him apart from his dead balls. And his dead balls, he is the best in the league, bar none, from set pieces. He's, he's, he is the best. He's got a really good passing range, especially short. He's very good at keeping the ball ticking over and keeping it moving, finding little pockets of space to play in. Defensively, he's atrocious. He, 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 if you look at his stats, passing is brilliant. Short passing, long passing is not as good as what you'd expect for someone who's got the ability from set pieces as he's got. But it's good enough. But defensively, he's atrocious. He can be ran through. And if I, I was, I wouldn't was have minded that? like Chris. I wouldn't have minded bringing him in if he was your one to replace Oxford Chamberlain. But I'll be honest, for the oh, age that he is, and I don't think you get, for what you get out of him, you'd almost risk not having him at all and giving the minutes to Bacetic or giving the yeah. minutes to uh, Jones or Harvey Elliott or anyone else, even Tyler Morton coming back into the squad. For the sake, I mean, £52 million is an outrageous fee. For someone of his ability, it's yeah. it's classic. It's a classic thing of a, a of a club with an English midfielder. This is the price we're going to stick on at the start of the window. 
by he's the under last contract until 2026, isn't he? It, yeah, yeah but it doesn't. It, yeah, he is. It doesn't matter. The problem is there are so many better players than him that even are English that you could get for less, and who offers you a better a better return bang for buck. Even okay. your man at Nottingham Forest, who Nottingham Forest paid big money for, is a better player. Uh, Gibbs, White. Is, is th- Gibbs, Gibbs White. White. Gibbs White offers you more than what War Prowse would offer you. And they mm. paid less for him. And he's a, he's younger and he's got a higher ceiling. You see, um, it's just, it's, I mean, there's an English tax and then there's English highway robbery. But, but my, my whole thing on this is is that, and I've, I've said it on, on, on a couple of shows now, Liverpool need to make signings A, but B, they need to find, they need the players that are in midfield, whether that's eight or nine of them. If we sign three, I think it'd be eight or nine, wouldn't it? To find their level within that group. And what I mean by that is, is that I think Henderson probably goes down a rung. Right? I think Fabinho probably doesn't drop a rung, but wouldn't be as used as much if you're looking at bringing in a midfielder that can play a six and you want to play Bacetic a bit more I just don't know where he fits like mm. I know where McAllister fits if I'm starting the first day of the season Henderson doesn't play simple McAllister plays right Jones probably starts <laughs> being honest but you probably, yeah. probably see a Thiago there and then you, you, if you have a new signing in or if a Toram signed he probably start whatever it might be but, but when you're trying to filter these nine into starters pushing squad I don't think he fits I can't see where you can make an argument for James Ward-Prowse to come in and go do you know what he starts most games for you yeah oh not a chance not a hope in hell could I mean would if he was linked to any other club fight you know fighting to get into the top four just leave that as the the bare minimum you're fighting to get into the top four and you're depending on James Ward-Prowse to get you there you'd sack your director of football straight away because he hasn't got, he he wouldn't have a clue. It's a it's a ridiculous signing for that level of for that level of fee. You're talking fifty two million pounds for what they're asking for. That's sixty five million euro. I mean, you put but that in the context that. of no, I know, but they can ask all they like because he's got a contract till twenty twenty six. Yeah, but he, but is, James Ward Prowse is going to sit there and say, "Listen, I'm going." Right. So you don't want you don't want you don't want arguably your most expensive asset to be sitting around, lulling around the championship going, I'm not no interest in this. Like, 52 million just doesn't make sense. No. But the thing is, it would make more sense for Southampton as a club to keep him and get back up straight away. Because it's far from a given that they're going to get straight back up on if they mm. lose some of the key players that yeah, they're but, but being Losing the key players will all depend on what their contracts are. Have the relegation... Clauses. Most, what I mean with Southampton probably would with wages Southampton is what I mean there. Would. You know the sort of way they've been in the Premier League. Jeez, most people. Yeah, but it's been a good while. But the thing is, with a club like Southampton, they probably would protect themselves because it was um, they were they were they had a couple of good years, but in general they've been flirting with it for a while. So I'd imagine they'd have protect them, protected themselves a lot more than what a Leicester City would have. Yeah, when it I, comes to contracts, so I, I, yeah, I'd I'd rather have the. Um, I mean, listen, this is probably not a. Um, it's probably a makey uppy link, but apparently breaking from El Nacional are they? Foreign uh, newspaper, South American, South American. Yeah, 
Liverpool have apparently tried to open contract talks with Valverde. Well, there was there was rumor last summer that they tried to buy Valverde for eighty six million pound at the mm. very end of the transfer window. Now that is a sign. Now, do I believe it? He's, no, no. Um, that's that's but, also a signing that does two jobs, does your eight job, but also can play wide right. But that's probably off the back of Bellingham more than likely going to them. And it's more so what happened tonight. What with you, well, you, Mbappe. You, you were busy tonight. But I was busy tonight, Mbappe but story, I believe Mbappe yeah. has said he will not be extending that re- PSG. Under any under any circumstances. Which means that he'll probably go this summer. They're not going to let him go for free yeah. next year. Um, it's a very so, limited market as to who can who can, who can sign Kylian Mbappe. Yeah, like like if you tell me now we're going to be McAllister and you're signing, say, Valverde and Kefran Toram, like start the fucking season now do you know what I mean I'm all up for it. Um, I think the other reason for that Mbappe story interestingly is um, do you reckon that, is it Qataris have bought um, United well the rumour the rumour going and, and I'm just going off what the chat is saying here the rumour going around saying, yeah. is that the Qatar bid um, it looks like United will accept the Qatar bid when it looked like they were going to keep a lot of their shares and stick with Ratcliffe but like I was talking to United fans today and I said look pick your poison for me Ratcliffe is Glazers 2.0 and Qatar is sports washing. Um, but the only thing I will look forward to was Gary Neville's reaction to um, Qatar on the Manchester United. Um, maybe this time he will uh, speak up about Qatar because he didn't really uh, take his opportunity no, he'll, he'll, he'll last cha- November. He'll, he'll change them from within. That'll be the bullshit yeah. line he comes yeah. out with. Uh, Red Chili says uh, I won't lie I'm switching over to James Redmond TV live chat I like to support him as well as the Trippers but this chat is special like family especially Red Steve um, yeah and listen there's no problem fucking off in your family you know what I mean no bother uh, but look where are we going with this James Ward Prowse uh, it's, it it just sells papers sells clicks yeah I, I think if if Southampton are trying to engineer a um, a bidding war for him they needed to start their figure 20 million less and open it up to a lot more clubs. You know, I mean, if you're a, as for example, if you're an Aston Villa, if you're a mid table, a West Ham with the money that they're going to be coming into with the Declan Rice, potential Declan Rice sale, and you want to invest in three or four players. Feels very Tottenham. Yeah, there, there is a market for him. But I cannot see a market for him at that fee. You know, if he was thirty-two, even thirty million pounds, I think is extortion mm. for even in today's market for what he offers at his age. He, he's played an awful lot of people forget. He's been a mainstay in Southampton's sides for years, and he's played a lot of football. Granted, he doesn't play; he hasn't played in Europe, but he has played a hell of a lot of league football. And he's not going to get better with age. He's not mm. a fine mind. What's well, you know? But he could uh, do a job for a club. For yeah, sure. I think. And, and Vesa Flowers says James Ward Prowse at twenty five million, perhaps. But I still don't. Even at twenty five million, I just don't know what where he fits in to a Liverpool squad. Like if James Ward Prowse was, I go, he could definitely start every week for Liverpool. You go, Grant, Grant. But I don't see him starting every week for Liverpool, no, and no. I don't see him bringing more value to the say the. If you put this in blocks of three, I don't see him bringing more value than players four, five, and six. Maybe his availability is something there. But the thing that stands out is probably a set-piece prowess. And that feels a bit like, you know, when you bring someone on in hockey just for the penalties. Do you know the sort of way? Um, 
sorry uh let me see there's a couple of things up here steve murphy says load of bs non-story says lazo that might be over valverde or united i'm not too sure um probably all of it oh probably all of it yeah like it's you know, I don't know what's going on. I honestly don't know what's going on with United. Um, I couldn't tell you what's going on. I, I, I have heard that you know fans aren't happy about Radcliffe, and I can kind of see it because they're a bit the same as Glazer. But like the guitar stuff, if you're if you're all over that, like, oh, listen, does I, I can't help you. Um, let me see, let me see. Uh, just a few in the chat here, right? Um, and we finish up fairly soon because we're about forty minutes in. Um. We come come to oh, sorry Dallas says Arsenal closing in on Royce for hundred million. That's a statement signing Arsenal ain't messing around. Um, fair play to them. I don't think he's worth yeah. that, but fair play to him. Um, and the other thing in the chat is Gerard going to Saudi Arabia to manage. Um, yeah, don't ask me to pronounce the name of the club. No, um, I won't because I don't even know the name of the club. If he had or something. But but can I ask? First of all, lads, is this? genuinely happening yeah 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 yeah, yeah okay a few, yeah. A few so what what do you make what do you make um what the, i think go on chris go for it um it's a nice payday for him but um uh, if he had any notions about being a serious manager in the premier league or had any notions about getting close to a a champions league level club like liverpool or i think that's kind of gone mate uh, that it feels it feels a bit like resigned to just to get a paycheck and I'll go but I think after that I don't think you'll ever see him get in a top, a top Premier League job yeah money wise I feel I'm, I'm, I'm with you a bit of this um, like money wise no brainer but in various other ways it feels like you're nearly waving the white flag on a managerial career that's what it feels like yeah. to me the thing Kev. is, Rafa went, Rafa went to China after he'd had success in Europe. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You know, his his career, his legacy was set after, you know, before he went to China. Now, Gerard, for me, when he went to Rangers, that nearly just sickened me all, to be honest. But the fact that he went to Rangers, he won what he won, went to Villa, went horribly wrong. If he wants to get back, if he's serious and wants to be a football, a football manager, then he's got to accept the fact that if you want to do it in England, you're going to have to go to the Championship. He's not ready for a Premier League club. He's he's got so much to learn. And the thing is, even you look at the clubs in the Championship, if you wanted to tag yourself with um, proper owners and what have you, the the deal that's gone through with Leeds, with the investment that's going to come into Leeds, would be ideal for someone like him. But at the same time, it comes with an awful lot of pressure. And apparently they, they're desperate for Brendan Rodgers, you know, to bring them back up and to give him invest to give him time to invest. If he goes to Saudi Arabia, look, it's it's money. There there's it's not the football project, it's not the lifestyle or anything like that. It's money. And if that's what he wants to do, good luck to him. But you know, it, it will take him a long time, I think in football terms, to recover from that. I could see him coming back and maybe having a career in punditry. You know, I, I just can't mm-hmm. take him seriously as a football manager, if he I wants think, to be a football manager after that. I think, like, I could understand the move to Rangers, um, but I thought the move from Rangers then should have been onto the continent. 
I always said it. Go to the continent, get out of the limelight a little bit, learn a bit more of your trade, you know, because it's fantastic footballer he was. There's so much more to the game when you're when you're managing, you're trying to coach, and you're trying to manage not only players but the staff around you, the whole club. If you want to be that sort of manager, you know, and I thought he should have went to the continent. He goes to Villa, and you knew where it was going to go. He's decent start, but you knew it wasn't going to end well. The Villa, just the way he played football, it wasn't going to happen. I thought he, I still think he should have went to the continent. Um, after Villa, I don't think you should be looking at like a Leeds or whoever. Go away and learn, but to go to Saudi Arabia I think not... there's an argument to do what, in fairness to Rooney, what he did when with after he left Derby was straight to the MLS. Went to Washington, out of sight, out of mind. And he's literally just learning his craft. He's learning his trade out there. And it's a different game in the MLS because of the amount of traveling and everything that's involved in, in the sport over there. It's completely different beast, and you can you can do an awful lot without the attention of the UK media. And like you said, even if he was on the continent, he'd probably still be involved in Europe. You look at even with um, Javi Alonso, you know, at Leverkusen, he's still on our radar. You know, he's still on fans' radar to keep an eye out for clubs that they're at. Whereas if you're in the MLS or somewhere like that, you are really genuinely just away. You know, and I, I get why they would want him. Yeah, you know, I, I genuinely do, but I don't <coughs> get why he would want them. Hmm. I think I think um, Lazo says there, like that Villa job absolutely rinsed Gerard's reputation. I don't know if it rinsed his reputation because he's still uh, a the very managers fail. He's still it, a very green you, manager, you, but, it, but I think it's how you bounce back from a failure. Yeah, and, and that's the choice and the and, the and the choices you make. I just think he went to Villa and the Premier League too early. Mm. I think, I th- I I genuinely think he went a bit too early. Um, you know, uh, what was I going to say there? Yeah, look, there's loads of people in the chat there talking about it. Um, and I'm, I'm going to Saudi Arabia. Will more players follow? Someone was saying there Saudi Arabia being found guilty of not paying players and stuff like that. So it's all it's all over the place, but. For me, with Saudi Arabia, they look like they're trying to get this 2030 World Cup and they're going yeah. to bring as many players in over the next, I would say, year to 18 months. And um, before, when does the bidding start on that? that that'd be fairly soon, I would say. Fairly soon. Uh, yeah, usually it's eight years out. Yeah, it's usually about six, seven years out, isn't it? Um, so, look, that's probably what the plan is there. But... <laughs> Look, this is what you're going to get in football. This is the way football is going. Yeah. We're going too deep into it. You know, you're being linked there with Qatar, you know, and like people will tell you, you know, oh, well, if Qatar went in, they wouldn't take the money out. You know, it wouldn't have to cheat and stuff like that. That's not how it works. That's not how it works. They'll come in and they no, get. What happens yeah. is if you, if you know you come in, if they come in and said, you know, we're not taking any money out, we're going to spend it all on infrastructure in the team and got better, someone else. Will go and spend more pushing them to sport, and then it just keeps going and going and going. That's how it works. You know what I mean? So, look, I don't know. I'd be, I, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know if I can see the Glazers giving away them shares, but then again, if they get a whopper seven billion offer or something, they might just say, I oh, hear good luck. I mean, the here, numbers that talk, the numbers that talking now is literally the biggest sale for a sports franchise in across sport in, yeah. in the world ever. Yeah. 
And that's what the figures they're talking about now. Now, the mind increased bids or anything like that. So I could understand the Glazers to a point wanting to keep the leverage chip that is Manchester United in their back pocket. But at the same time, that offer, this offer might not come across their bow again. And do they really need the hassle? Yeah. They, they're not interested. They, they have yeah. no interest in Manchester United. Yeah. You know, and let's face it, they're up there with Real Madrid as the biggest brand in world football. Mm. So if you're going to look to use a club to improve your global reputation and they're on the market, there is none better. You know, and yeah. it's going to be horrible to see it if it happens, but there's going to be an awful lot of people having to defend an awful lot of shit. Yeah. Uh, Dallas says. Years. Dallas says, wherever it is, I don't know how FSG are expected to compete with those states under their model. Um, yeah, their model is an issue, uh, Dallas, but also yeah. um, the way these under clubs, any model. The, the, the way these clubs are allowed to come in and do as they do is uh, also an issue as well. I completely yeah. understand your your hesitancy or your um, lack of belief in um, the model to a certain extent at Liverpool, but this isn't only about Liverpool. This is about yeah. clubs being allowed Seven, to do what 17 they like. other, 17 other yeah. Premier League clubs had the same model. Yeah. And, uh, well, yeah, but I think, but Tommy C with the, with the quote of the night, he says, All this Jack Reed is loving has to stop, absolutely has to fucking stop. He's a bell end. Um, and I'm, I'm absolutely with Tommy C, so people, well up people, to him. People forget, like, wasn't lockdown where he um, broke curfew, crashed his car, pissed, allegedly, yeah. you know, yeah. but, but. Because he's a lad now and he, he's won the Champions League, it's it's all singing and dancing. Yeah, he's had a go with a few players. He's different things. He's at bell end. Anyway, um, I'm off to check Gary Neville's Twitter to see how he's going to justify this if it is going to happen. Because um, I think that's the only good thing to come out of it, to be perfectly honest with you, is Gary Neville trying to weasel his way out of this one. Um, Kev, anything else before we go? Nah, all good. Uh, okay. It's going to be another busy week, I'd imagine, of gossip. But I. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, we're, this is what the summer is. It's going to be gossip. It's going to be linked to everyone and anyone. Take it for what it is. It's a bit of a laugh. Until someone does a lean, it's nothing concrete. So just enjoy yeah. it for what it is, lads. Do and we still get the lean? Under 21. Yeah, still get the lean. The, no, we don't. That's a fucking. That's yeah. being gone out with the Indians. But it might, they, might, they should bring it back, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, what was I going to say to you? Um, you two are doing greatest games this week. What day is doing it? Thursday. Thursday. Thursday, I'd imagine. Okay, so we won't be doing anything tomorrow night. We should, we might be on Wednesday with a bit more transfer stuff. Thursday, the lads are doing great games. So if you have any great games you want to suggest to them, get on there, look what they've picked, put it in the comments, the live chat, the comments afterwards, and um, they will they'll pick them up as they go along. They're going to do this throughout the summer. Um, so we should be on what Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Sunday this week, unless something massive breaks. We bring in another show, maybe Friday, Saturday. Um, well it won't be Friday no, I hope on Friday um, so if, if they sign three players on Friday go and watch that other fella that, the, the lads went off and watched earlier um, James, <laughs> James Redman go and watch him on Friday we won't be here um, but listen the charity the link is in the description donate if you can if you can't share it amongst your family your friends your colleagues if you want to help us out with sponsorships it's only four days to go if you want to help us out with sponsorships or you want to send us money for prizes that we can buy and raise money, um, lfcdaytrippers at gmail.com. Go and do that. Thanks a million to Chris. Thanks a million to Kev. Thanks a million to everyone in the chat. Thanks to the 96 that hit like. To the rest of you, oh, just, I just have no more words. That's it. Over now.
Sports Social Podcast Network.